Wave Act, the web-free software company that understands what you want. Hi everyone, welcome at Wave Act. Today is going to be a special episode because I have the amazing Wick Pandate today here, which is uh, who is a blockchain writer and consultant at her own company, if I'm not mistaken, called Unhashed. And she also formerly or other contributed to the well-known company MoonPay, Park, and PlaneToEarn.net and many others. And I'm also getting support today from our tech lead, Christoph. Thank you for joining as well. And today we're going to talk about the super exciting and super relevant topic, uh, copywriting the right way, especially related to Web3, because uh, as we just discussed in our previous uh, discussion before actually starting the podcast, uh, there might be differences regarding that. So super curious about that too. So thank you everyone for being here, Rick. Uh, just giving you directly the mic here. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, how, how is the life of a blockchain writer? Right? I would really love to know. Yeah, sure, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me here, first of all. Um, I see myself more as a content strategist than just a copywriter. Um, so yes, as you correctly introduced, you know, I'm the founder of Unhashed. We work with brands like Moonpay, Alchemy, Definity, and a lot of other companies that you must have heard of. We primarily do um, content strategy, end-to-end um, -end content strategy, the creation, distribution, optimization, and even something called governance of content uh, for these companies. I come from the enterprise SaaS world and I've moved to Web3 blockchain now. Um, yeah, so uh, doing some cool stuff and helping brands scale with organic content. This is awesome. Um, question that I would be curious of, uh, how did you get into the Web3 and even the writing space itself? That could be interesting. Yeah, sure. Um, so I was writing for this Hong Kong brand called Brand Creatives, and I was writing for uh, data stacks uh, with them. And uh, I came across this opportunity and the editor just asked me, hey, would you like to work on this piece? Uh, I know it's new, but I think, you know, you will be able to figure it out. I was a technical writer, so um, most of my time was, you know, uh, like talking to developers, you know, uh, writing a lot of technical stuff. Um, so I, I just, you know, started, I, I knew what blockchain and the space was all about. I started reading and um, just kept going down one rabbit hole after the other. And, and I guess I was really like, this was after me being a technical writer for so long, like this was really the next level for me, I thought. Um, so really um, started writing for the space. I'm so sorry, I think I've not updated my LinkedIn um, for uh, quite some time. So while I was working with uh, Brand Creatives itself um, early last year, I got this opportunity from Accent Park to write alongside. And so now I had two projects. Um, so slowly and steadily, you know, I, I started building my portfolio. And from there, you know, partnered with my co-founder, Musharraf, who has been in the blockchain space for the last six years. Um, and, you know, together we scaled Unhashed and now we are working with um, some of the best companies out there. Wow, that's incredible. Super interesting. Um, so just, just something that I'm 
curious about myself because I discovered that to be super powerful, right? Mm -hmm. um, how did the whole, you know, like storytelling, writing good articles, texts and everything, you know, that basically belongs to that. Um, how does that affect, um, for example, what kind of impact uh, mm -hmm. can you have from that, for example? Yeah, sure. That's a very good question. And that's a very loaded question as well. Um, so I've worked with enterprise SaaS, um, being a technical writer uh, for a long time. And when I was moving into uh, Web3, I mean, uh, there are some uh, key differences, fundamental differences between the way marketing is done in Web2 versus how it's done in Web3. But the thing you uh, mentioned about, you know, how storytelling and what's the impact of that here in, in Web3, Something that over the course of time I have dis discovered is there is no marketing, quote unquote, in Web3. There is only brand. And what I mean by that is um, in Web2, there are three categories of, there are three stakeholders, let's say. One is the company, one is the user, and uh, one is um, the company, the user, and the investor. In Web2, what happens is there is the product which is marketed to users through which investors make money, right? Mm -hmm. In Web3, uh, all these three categories of people collapse into one, which is called the community. The word gets thrown around a lot, but I don't think, you know, a lot of people understand what that term means. So there is the community. So what makes Web3 so powerful is network effects, right? So there are different forms of growth. Uh, network effect is not necessarily a form of growth. Um, it's often confused even with virality. Um, network effects is more of a model. Um, if you look at the Web2 world, 70% of the value that comes in the Web2 world comes from companies that have had some network effect or the other because the growth is so rapid. Network effects in simple, mean, in simple terms means that every user who gets added to the network adds more value to other users in the network while making the plat platform more valuable uh, at the same time. So when you add more friends to Facebook, the platform becomes more valuable because you have more people to talk to. Plus, the platform also becomes more valuable for your friend and for you as well, because, you know, you have connections to make. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so um, so in, in, in that too, what happens is, you know, Facebook gets to keep all the data and everything that that is created off of the platform. That's not the case in Web3 because there is community and people are owners of the network right um so what so there is no uh, marketing in the sense that there there is no x marketing activity or y marketing activity it's all about designing systems where you know people can bring on new users and that can you know further expand the community who can again uh, uh, bring on more and more of that network effect and keep expanding the network you're not pushing anything to anybody um you just uh, like I mentioned, you know, designing systems in a way, you know, that that people can come on board um, and be a part of that community. Um, so there is brand there is not necessarily marketing. Mm -hmm. Really love that, right? Because it actually shifts the focus from trying to sell something to someone to mm -hmm. basically how do I bring value to my community and they Absolutely. create more value that you can distribute them. Right. And yeah. that's uh, incredible. That's that's really a, a super cool mind shift from companies themselves. Right. Uh, speaking of companies, um, how basically if I now have a Web2 company or a Web3 company whatsoever, mm -hmm. how would you say could I start as a 
company brand to actually enter that kind of thinking mindset community building writing i don't know yeah uh, again that's a great question kevin and i completely agree um i think what makes um again i'm i'm just touching on what i mentioned earlier what makes uh, web3 so powerful is you know the community that i mentioned you know collapsing of users companies and uh, investors in one category it's it's more powerful because it's also economically aligned right uh, so we have referral systems in web2 you know that's not necessarily needed in web3 because you know that you're going to uh, uh, profit off of uh, you know every user that gets added in the network right um and so individuals are rewarded in web3 but you know uh, what happens is you know the network as a whole um, gets rewarded for that activity like just bitcoin mining is such a good example of that you know you give your computational power uh, um, and and you get rewarded in the form of bitcoins in exchange for that right um, so you are rewarded as an individual but you are doing something that helps the community as a whole right um mm -hmm. sorry I, i i lost your question your no, question was that, you know how that's awesome that, that's super cool already <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, how can brands get started with with this thing this uh, type of thinking right? sure. um yeah um so again um there are a lot of uh, moving pieces to this this is also a very loaded question um what happens in web2 sorry i come from the web2 world so it's easier for me to compare and then tell you rather than you know just like start from scratch so in, yeah so in in web2 what happens is you can build things as you go right um you can work on things iteratively you if if something does not go well you know you can go back and fix in web3 you know i i think that you know you have to think about things end to end because once you know the token is launched everything has happened there's really like no going back and plus you know the users you're onboarding on the system like you have to be very careful of that it's it's like you know you've come like with a with a spaceship and you're you know putting down a ladder you have to take a few people with you and it's very important that you take the right people otherwise you know that <laughs> spaceship you don't know where where it's going to go you know it 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 might be just lost one one once it's gone right so it's very like you have to think about systems and you have to think about things end to end um so that's one thing um there are like a lot of other moving pieces but um thinking about you know um like from a marketing standpoint thinking about brands where again where, where i would start is you know just think about where on the spectrum of centralization you lie if you are on like the extreme uh, like centralized um uh, uh centralized with no tokens aside of things then everything you would be doing would be very much like web2 only uh, there are two bits to this um the strategy is around one is uh, demand generation and one is seo um so demand generation uh, means more of social activities community building and things like that whether it's in web2 or in web3 both uh, the spaces are trying to move towards community building which is more of you know uh, doing inbound stuff versus pushing out things to people uh, and, and spamming them with messages um so centralized with no tokens uh, there is the seo strategy which is more of capturing demand and then there is demand creation which is putting out stuff more on focusing focusing more on you know brand building and then um um uh, like again creating a community out there um that's centralized with with um, no tokens and on the other uh, side of things um decentralized with tokens uh, i would say you know think more about um end to end more focus on you know how can you design systems um have a good vision a purpose uh, for the brand crystallize uh, that vision down on paper create a good uh, white paper you know again 
like it, it's a lot like you design things end to end and think more in systems when you are on the decentralized with tokens uh, side of things mm-hmm. i don't know if that answers the question but per- <laughs> like perfect. i was all over the place because... <laughs> Uh, it's a discussion, you know, so so no worries. Um, so how does that thinking basically affect the, let's say, the way you write posts, articles, your announcements on Discord, whatsoever? Right. Okay. Um, so there are five buckets to think about this. One is content strategy. Uh, I'll, I'll speak more in terms of, you know, like since I do content marketing and content strategy primarily, I'll speak in those terms. So there are five buckets to this. One is content strategy. One is content creation. Uh, then there is distribution, optimization, and governance. So content stra- strategy, like I mentioned, uh, has two bits to this. One is SEO and one is demand generation, right? Um, so thinking of what is the strategy that you can take up, um, very often for some products in Web3, I mean, people are not searching for those terms. So you have to, you know, evaluate if, you know, uh, your, uh, the keywords you're going after or if SEO is a viable strategy for you or not, right? Um, There are products which are um, just, which can't be for Web2 users. It's just very native to Web3. So there again, uh, not worrying so much about SEO and instead focusing more, like I mentioned on brands, building out partnership and, you know, uh, focusing more on the communication that you will do on the website makes more sense. Right. So that is the strategy side of things. So in SEO, see if uh, the the keywords you're trying to go after make sense in your space or not. One case could be, you know, people are not searching for those terms. The other could be people are searching for those terms, but there's a lot of competition out there. Um, so um, in, in, in that case, you know, in, in either of the two cases, again, you'll have to evaluate what are the resources you have at your disposal and then think about that. Um, the second bit is, you know, uh, um, which every company does, which is demand um, the, the creation of demand, which is more around community building, going out on Twitter, uh, building out a community. Like it's not an either or option. Very often, uh, with most companies that I work with, you have to like like find a balance between doing both of these things. So there is the strategy side of things, then there is the actual content creation. Um, how I think about this is again, you know, uh, once you have your SEO and your brand strategy in place, you're going to again create content based on that. There's a lot of social social listening involved when you are um, uh, doing um, like the brand side of things. So you have to listen to what your users want um, and then create strategy from there versus an SEO uh, like things are pretty much structured and you know a lot of folks in Web2 already have laid out structures which you can just follow. So it's it's a pillar and cluster strategy. So what you do is you find out key uh, uh, phrases that you want to go after and you create clusters around each of those pillars. So if we take um, Web3 wallets, um, how to connect your Web3 wallet to your website, um, how to sign up on MetaMask, these would be all clusters around the primary uh, key term uh, Web3 wallets. This will be the SEO strategy. What could be a good um, brand uh, topic around uh, like a product which is around Web3 wallets or if that's the keyword they're trying to go after would be um, how unbundling of wallets might happen in the future as to you know uh, how we need to have different wallets for different types of users that are out there. So uh, somebody who's... Um, uh, who 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 does a lot of NFT buying and selling would have should have you know should see only the things that they have purchased or the other NFT products uh, out there in their wallet. Somebody who's uh, taking on leveraged positions should see the status of their different 
um, uh, the, the positions that they have taken mm-hmm. in their Web3 wallets and how in the future, you know, uh, um, for different use cases, there'll be different type of wallets. This also maps to, you know, what happened to Craig, Craigslist uh, when we were just starting out in the Web2 world. Something like this in, in the brand and community side of things. I don't know how this, this will go. This is just something that I can think of off of the top of my head. So those two strategies on the content creation side of things. Then there is content distribution. So like all of the five buckets that I mentioned, they don't work separately. All of them like work together and often overlap. Um, So then there is content distribution. So once you've created the content, think about how you're going to distribute that content at the places where your community already hangs out. So you can think about this before putting out the content or uh, after putting out the content. After putting out the content would be, you know, you've put out a blog blog post, let's say, uh, and you have to distribute it on Twitter. So create a thread around, you know, what are the key takeaways from the blog? And at the end of the thread, maybe link your blog. That would be uh, after publishing the blog. Uh, very often when you're just starting out, um, you do not have a community of your own. So you could you could, you could also consider things like guest posting or, you know, uh, like writing on other platforms. Um, so mm-hmm. there you're thinking about distribution first. You're thinking about what, like, what would, uh, what content would fit best for the audience that's there on that platform. So that's distribution. Optimization is content creation is not, um, you know, once done and over thing. You have to constantly keep going back, especially if you are taking an SEO strategy uh, to think about, you know, uh, uh, how can I update the existing uh, pages that I have for the keywords that are already ranking and, you know, reshuffle things. Also, you know, this is for SEO. For uh, the brand side of things and content optimization, it would be, you know, consistently putting out stuff that is trending in your space. So that is, you know, all around content optimization. Then there is content governance. So when you're putting out so much content, you need to have a, a workflow and process around all these things. And you have to be, and you have to like, like create your own internal buckets and curate that content very well both internally so that you can find that content whenever you need or your team members can find that content. And again, there has to be, you know, um, like a common doc which helps everybody find out whatever content they are looking for. That's that's one thing. And then there is external content governance, which is which means that for the different use cases your product has, how are you going to segregate content that's there on the website? So think in these five buckets. Think about content strategy. Think about content creation. Think about uh, content um, Distribution, um, then um, the optimization, and then the governance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, yeah, this is this is how it looks like. Wow, a lot of interesting things <laughs> said. Um, what I really found uh, super interesting now is especially the distribution first approach, right? Compared to what you actually do, right? You produce content yeah. and then think, how can I distribute that somehow, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think uh, very often marketers who move from Web2 to Web3 um, find it very difficult because, you know, it's like um, it's like you have to let communities uh, form on their own in Web3. You have to like wait and watch for, for some time. And then, you know, in Web2 what happens is, you know, uh, I've been for so long in enterprise SaaS. I mean, every day you get up, you know, and there's a message from the CMO. Hey, what are we doing today? <laughs> you know, what are the messages we are putting out? What are the uh, what are the emails we are sending out? It's it's a lot of work, work, work. And in Web3, it's more about social listening, right? You have to listen to, you know, what, what are the conversations that's happening in your communities and kind of more respond to that versus, you know, think about, you know, hey, be pushing out something or we have to do certain type of activities to get our uh, users to listen it's more about seeing what is already happening and then giving them all the resources they need to like form those uh closer closely knit communities on their own right mm-hmm. did, did that make sense yeah yeah definitely 
It was a very, very deep insight. Never thought of that. Um, so, so you stated um, networking effect and communication is key. Uh, what yes. would you say is if there is a secret or any sense to write really good texts? Because I, I struggled when I write tests, I, I used to write program code. And mm -hmm. when writing tests, I often struggle or have a, a writer's block. So getting stuck uh, in there. What would you say is, is, is a secret to, to write easy, good text and don't get stuck, for example? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, I don't, so like, I've been doing it for a while. So, you know, just um, explaining the ABCDs or just the um, how do you start bit is a bit difficult, but I'll tell you how I think about this. Um, when you have a deadline, I don't think you ever have writer's block, lol. <laughs> um, so that's there. Um, you For all the topics where you're stuck writing on anything, I think uh, the primary thing is, you know, you don't know uh, either enough about the subject or you're not thinking about it enough inside of your head. You, you would not find any difficulty writing about your everyday routine because, you know, you know that it's there inside of your head. So more research definitely helps. This is uh, with all the type of writing that I do. Um, again, starting with a blank page is intimidating. Um, what what often happens is when we are writing out stuff, we are trying to edit it at the same time. And we want this perfect sentence to just magically appear on the page, which, which never happens, right? So what you do is, you know, um, when I sit down to write, I usually have 10 to 12 different tabs open on my laptop. And, you know, I just find inspiration. Research is a very important process. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like, I, I, I do not like, like, write on a topic which I have absolutely no knowledge about. If I know that I will be writing about that topic, maybe. So what I'll do is I'll research beforehand, two or three days before I'm about to sit down and write the topic so that you know, uh, I have some knowledge about it already and then I can filter out information easily. So I usually have 10 to 12 different tabs open. Uh, and what I do is I pick up inspiration from different places. I already have some knowledge inside of it in my head and you know then i just put it out all there it's all very rough i usually sometimes i just write like eight to twelve different pages and it all comes down after editing to one page so don't start with an absolute um, blank page that's one thing you know find out inspirations do a lot of research um and and then uh, write and don't try to edit while you're writing the piece out put it all out there you know like it, it's all going to be very rough but you know at the end you know after two or three rounds of editing it all comes out fine um really interesting things you just said in the beginning um there, there's a very known saying basically if you have one month time to do something yeah. you need one month right if you only have one day you're done tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> so probably that that could be an approach as well um yeah awesome super interesting uh thank you for that um i think i I, what I discover is usually it's super hard to explain things in a way in terms of what you should do is way more difficult, right? Because there are many things you should or can mm -hmm. do, right? But usually it's, I think, easier to, to state some really important things uh, that probably make, could be considered some kind of either a mistake or let's say you waste some potential, right? Um, mm -hmm. Are there some things that you could add to that or yeah? 
maybe that makes it easier. I, I think I mixed uh, up questions. So you you were saying that, you know, um, you, you were talking about the writing and, you know, adding a different perspective uh, to that helps. Can you just repeat that question again? Um, yeah, sure. Basically, my question is, uh, when writing good texts, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Be it content like regularly on LinkedIn or be it uh, writing an article, whatsoever. Uh, it's there are hundreds of things you should do, right? Don't paste the yes. links into the post yeah. itself. Uh, start with a catchy headline and things like that. But um, usually it's way easier to state what you shouldn't do instead of what you should do. Are there some right. things that come to your mind? Um, yeah, very interesting question. So um, one or two things that come to my mind is one is don't write obvious stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, even if you, like everybody is pretty much regurgitating the same thing again and again, but you have to uh, figure out a way to say the same things in a different way. Like it should not be like obvious, even if it is obvious, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think what you want to say with that is, please interrupt me if it's not the case. Uh, you want to trigger people, right? If it's too obvious, then <laughs> you read it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you yeah, go away. Um, this is this is something, you know, um, we recommend even founders do. So what re really, you know, um, gets viral or gets picked up by a lot of people is stuff that's polarizing in one way or the other, right? Um, and you can't really take a mid ground. You like, I know it's bad and then things are not like not black and white. It's always gray very often. Uh, but like when you're writing, you have to like, um, like, be polar like be polarizing in one way or the other what i meant when i said you know don't be obvious is um let's say you know uh, i am writing out a post on you know how to find business ideas i can like everybody is going to put out the same information about hey you know find inspiration around you list down all your ideas go test out a few of them and you know run with whatever works right these are the four points um i can say it like this right with just the things that i mentioned or i can come out and say um um um, things like today, like if, if, if I was recording a YouTube video, I would say, hey, friends, you know, welcome back to my channel. And um, in today's video, I'll tell you about my noise cancellation system to help you uh, under to help you find more business ideas. And then maybe, you know, list out the four things and maybe even relate how my noise cancellation system, like every letter is related to whatever the points I'm making or why I call this the noise cancellation system. And maybe even quote examples in, in all the different points that I mentioned. Love it. Yeah, um, thinking systems, right? Um, that's definitely, uh, that also relates to your uh, governance uh, approach that you mentioned yes. earlier, right? Actually, the more systems you have in a good way, right, uh, the better. Yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that's a note, like, link that you made there. <laughs> um, yeah, you, like that helps in when you're thinking about content structures as well, you know, uh, thinking systems uh, like management consultants do, even when you're, you're speaking out something. At the start, I think I was all over the place. It would have been better if I had talked about everything in buckets. <laughs> that would make things clearer and also easier for the other person uh, to follow stuff. I think, you know, uh, one of my good friends, to the point that we were discussing earlier, uh, he's a developer and um, he said, you know, uh, everything in Web3 is pretty uh, straightforward and simple. I, I wonder, you know, why people are trying to make it complicated. And to everyone, you know, who thinks about, you know, hey, this is so simple. Why is 
why does this sound all so complicated and something novel it's it's actually a way of getting people to listen um so if i just said you know hey uh, i'm going to tell you my steps or my ways on how to find business ideas i don't know how many people would be interested because you know um just that but if i say hey you know um today with all of you i'll share my noise cancellation system to help you find business ideas in less than 5 minutes or something then you know it it gets a lot more attention you know it also sounds novel in some sense so i i wouldn't say making things sophisticated is nice but it's i don't it 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 got no instruction if that that's the right word okay so yeah Yeah um if you are able to make people curious about your piece of content you're from right um that's definitely a way to approach things awesome hey really thank you for sharing that um super interesting things uh that you have come up here um i would say if you have time i would be curious in maybe three things that for example you would tell anyone or a brand or company basically you have a lot of customers in that space uh to start out with all that with content producing writing and so on yeah sure um there are a lot of things actually um <laughs> um one is uh, the first one is you know um stop thinking so much about your product think about users first when you're writing when you're putting out anything think about users first um it's more about you know what users can do with your product than it's about your product so get out of that space super super important in web3 web2 you know you can hire uh, copywriters and all these people to fix it for you in web3 not really you know you have community you know there, there are people who are giving you constant feedback in discord communities and in it, in all the places and like like you 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 know you you really need to think about them first and and the community and really like i mentioned you know listen to them so that's one thing um the second thing i would say is um again think about systems and think about things end to end you know um, um in web3 if you fuck up once then it's done <laughs> i've seen a lot yeah. of projects uh, do this mistake um so take your time to th- think through things don't run after the money i mean the money will come um i mean um you will uh, like things will fall in place you know uh, once you are clear about you know what is it that you're doing here and what's the larger why or the purpose with which you know you're doing all of this um so that's there um the third is let me think mm. No um, worries. Like, really, like like I said, you know, uh, um it's it's not iterative. Um so um you know, yes, think about things end to end, not just, you know, um like in steps, you know, like just just getting users with the token launch. You also need to have a very good strategy what's going to happen after that process. So again, think in systems. Uh if you do not have the resources, take the time to like understand or get people on board in your team who can help you understand how to think in systems and uh help you build those systems and think uh, from start to finish uh, all together. Wow. Hey, thank you. Uh super powerful. Um definitely a lot of alpha here. Um yeah, I would say with that Christoph any questions left uh Rick anything you. you want to no. to let the people watching uh know as well otherwise i would say thank you everyone for watching thank you Rick for being here it was really an honor a pleasure and yeah likewise wave act the web free software company that understands 
what you want.